0: It's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see?
1: It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at
0: Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Log Talk Radio.
1: But I'm here, we're here, this is Technology Expresso Radio. So welcome everyone to tonight's edition. Tonight is what I'm calling a launch party. We are celebrating, we're very excited, and we are very honored to be the first to make the announcement and introduce to the world champion. You have seen us uh, tweeting about and talking about uh, a champion is born, and I feel like he's coming forth into the world. This is the the party where we introduce him to the world right here on our show. And that's it's just another way Technology Expresso uh, is there to help launch new and bright ideas. And first of all, I want to welcome the creator of Champion, and that is Derek Brown. So hello, Derek. Um, champion... Is actually a superhero, and he has superpowers. And so, Derek is going to give us uh, the the whole background around Champion and how he was created, the thought process, and we even hope to have the artist on the show with us tonight. Let me just check again, Derek. Are you with us on the phone? Hello. I to also check his see oh, Derek.
2: <laughs> we are here now.
1: So welcome, welcome. And also, I've got my co-host, David Blackman. Are you with us as well?
0: Yes, I am. Greetings. Welcome again, Derek.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. You know, I love Technology Expresso. Always appreciate the support you guys are showing. I'm just really glad to bring Champions of Life here on your show. Yes, Absolutely. yes. We're really excited about this.
1: And, and, you know, and to our audience, too, it just goes to show the, the versatility and you'll find it quite often people who are technical and those of you who know Derek uh Brown's background, he is he is in the IT industry, that is his uh profession and, and by day and also one of his many buckets, uh, which is our little inside joke. Um he's also the president of Atlanta BPA. Um, he's and then he's also an author and he's written books on Critical thinking. He's been on our show um, talking about a critical thinking and critical success in particular. And that's why, uh, as a matter of fact, when I relabeled this show, this is your critical success because so you had to lay out a plan, be very methodical. It took time and coordination. And that's part of what we want to get into. And so, of all the other hats and buckets that you have, this one is very different. And we're excited. To bring this to our audience, just to show just another facet, people are multifaceted. So just to to peg people in a corner just because you know your your IT and your technical, there's clearly a creative side. And here, out of your creative side came this sci-fi superhero, which happens. I don't want to give it all away. I'll, I'll let you share some of it. So why don't you take us through how did Champion even come to be?
2: Well, Jacqueline, uh, to to go ahead and go all the way back to the beginning, this is like almost a 12- to 13-year-old story in its inception. And if when folks go check out the web page and the Indiegogo campaign, they'll see where I bring some of that story to light in the videos. I've always been a geek and a nerd, you know, even though I, I enjoy physical activity. I love superheroes just as much as I love anything else. So champion was my response way back then to the fact that I didn't see a lot out there that looked kind of like me. And when I bring that up, I want to make sure that folks understand that even though I'm a proud supporter of what I am and where I come from, folks who know me know that I'm always talking about being a descendant of the emancipated. That is exactly who I am, proud of it, American through and through. The fact of the matter is, is that in our entertainment, which inspires us to do things, you know, we didn't often see ourselves. Now, as of 2015, you can see a lot more of that changing with the Marvel and DC comic book universe, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars. The main character in Star Wars is apparently getting ready to be a black Jedi, which created all kinds of uproar on the internet. But, you know, that this goes without saying. Folks say things online that we don't say out in the real world up front. Um, the bottom line for me is there cannot be enough, you need more. We need more story out there that represents what the world is really like, and we live in this world. So I had a story to tell. I wanted to tell it. And back in 1990, whatever it was, I wrote down the pages, and they just started coming out. I mean, and it's funny because there's a lot in the story, tropes that people will recognize. Some people might even complain about it. But I love that stuff. I love magic. I love spaceships. I love aliens. And I wanted to bring all of them together from an African-American experience of a kid. Who grew up in my city on my side of town and encountered some of the things that I might have encountered as a young teen, and I felt it would put a particular twist on it. There's a part of the book where him and his friend are riding in the car and listening to hip hop. Now coming right out of right after straight out of Compton, there'll be folks who read those pages, and if I got it right, and I want to think that I have, they'll bob their heads as I talk about which music is at play. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's a little bit of Eric B. and Rock Kim, some old school. And there's a play by play between Champion and his friend as they talk about which lyricist is, is Titus. And that's something of a taste of, you know, our ethnic background. You know, the things that we bring to the table with regard to all of this fantastical stuff that folks like to make up, that often enough we, we don't see ourselves included in. And that's where the story came from. With each successive um, pass of the book, I started to add things that really resonated with me, and folks will even recognize I'll put some things in the book that come straight out of other stories. And I think it, I'll go back and look at it. I think it's kind of fun. So it's not like I'm stealing or whatnot, but I wanted to put something together that folks might readily recognize with a, a different twinge on it, a different twist. So, you know, some of the powers he has, that they'll recognize that. But, again, you know, this, this kid is my creation, my story, something that's just a tad bit different in the world with magic and aliens. And in my, hopefully, if I've got it right again, it's a whole lot of damn fun. That's what I was trying to do. And out of the fun comes motivation and the desire to engage and change and, and inspire others, which, again, to me, is why it's so important to have this book launched on this particular radio show.
1: That is awesome. And 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 that is that really, you know, understanding where your 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 motivation and like you said, being a, a young man, you know, life is about variety and and versatility and seeing things from different perspectives. And even though Sci Fi is out there and you can read about it and but the backstory is something that like you said, a young uh Black young man or young black lady can relate to it, especially if they're in things like the the hip hop and the the cultural uh, type aspects that resonate with them. So um, love the the blend there. And then you know I I dare say that when you come out with something like this, there are young people out there that are going to think, uh, and even as people who've gotten older who says. There is someone else out there that is black that likes sci-fi just like me or believes in aliens or, you know, goes to Dragon Con. So it shows our versatility, too, and opens up the eyes and the minds of young people just to allow them to explore whatever uh, interests that that they might have, that it's okay that there's not one way to be black in America, so to speak. And um, I I think that that's also... um, that's also, you know, an uh, uh, underlying message and, and inspiration. And, and then the second piece is is that this is another way to encourage young people to read. You know, we, we talk about um, the, the young people getting away from reading and, and that type of thing. So you've got to give them a lot of different variety, a smorgasbord of things, and this is definitely something that comes with a different twist and a a different flavor, so definitely definitely kudos. I mean, I'm I'm really really excited about that. So, um, and, and David, I want to give you a, a chance. I don't want to hog all the airtime because when when we talked about the the topic tonight, David was like, I I, de- I you know I definitely have some some questions now. Now some of those maybe <laughs> you can start us out, Derek. By can we get a little flavor of who is champion?
2: Okay, so. Joshua Champion is a 15-year-old high school kid that is at a school in southwest Atlanta, Westvale High. And he's always been a kind of in-the-middle-of-the-road kid, you know, trying to navigate the, the, the critical politics of high school. He's real smart, real sharp, very well-read. His mother is, you know, she's a hard-go-game-type personal lawyer. Um, and honestly, you would you would probably recognize her on the costume Show. You know, th- th- it, 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 his mother's kind of patterned after Claire, and the father's an entrepreneur and he was a technologist. But he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, so he opened up a pizza joint. So there's a little juxtaposition between high power parent and entrepreneurial parent. And, and Jacqueline, you know me well enough. I did that purposefully. So considering where his parents are and what they're trying to do in this affluent, you know, middle-class south side of Atlanta neighborhood, you know, these are inspirations as well. And he's an inspiring kid. You know, he's not a picked-on kind of nerd. I didn't want him to be the original Peter Parker type character in that vein. I wanted him to be that black kid that folks could identify with, no matter your ethnicity, hang out with, especially in the 2015 type of school environment, and even though he likes computers and whatnot, he likes to look at football. He he kind of enjoys sports. He just never thought he could play until his best friend, who just happens to be the quarterback, you know, convinced him that, hey, dude, you can up your popularity. You can enjoy the game that you like by actually playing in it, and Joshua doesn't think that he can until he tries. And the coach sees just how fast this lanky kid is, and he becomes a wide receiver for the Westville Vikings. Now, along with that, again, you know, I want to make sure that the characterization's strong. What you start to see is him giving in to the usual high school stuff. And I don't want to give away too much of the story, but peer pressure comes in, he makes bad decisions. And at the crook point of that bad decision, the universe violently intervenes. And after all is said and done, What you have on the other side is this young superhero, the only one in Atlanta at the time, or at least the only one that is so readily visible um, from our perspective as readers, because again, we're trying to birth a whole new universe, a ton of characters that are going to come out of this. But as Champion evolves and becomes this new person, this reborn person, the universe has not only changed him, but intrudes upon his life in a fashion that, you know, it's beyond his ken. It's beyond. His parents can, his friends. It's beyond the understanding of the federal government and the military that they can bring to bear because, uh, you know, you can see from the cover, aliens come from out of space to ruin his day. <laughs> and they, they ruin it in a real bad way. But um, that, that's the crux of the story, you know, and, and literally Joshua is reborn to something new, something that we can admire, something that we can aspire to. And the story, whole story, from a realistic standpoint, is him trying to balance his life as a high school kid and a superhero plus someone who stands between the total, you know, the, the tomorrow, literally stands between tomorrow and the total destruction of the planet. And, you know, considering peer Fresh and the he wants a girlfriend and trying to maintain good grades, he has to balance all that out and still maintain a sensible state of mind. Plus he tries to keep the secret from his parents, which is no easy feat out of So, It's complicated, but at the end of the day, my hope is is, is, it's as fun for anyone reading it as it was for me writing it.
1: Wow, wow. And and, and it seems like so much fun because imagine a kid, like you said, he's a typical teenager. He's struggling with a a lot of different facets. That that just makes him more in-depth as a character. It's not just this short uh, kind of front-end facade and then, you know, uh, he he suddenly becomes a superhero. He's struggling, <laughs> and so other young people <laughs> can struggle, and and then just think on top of all that, now you've got to go and save the world. So that <laughs> that is that that's fun. But what kid, you know, in the, the back of their mind would love to have that alter ego or that second personality that you know fighting good and evil because maybe some days when you're going to school that's what it feels like it's you against the the world so how about you against the universe so this just, just a amazing and, and and very interesting but i'm i'm going to give the next uh question to david uh i know he was chumpy at the bit when we talked about tonight's show and and the topic so david are, how are you are you on the line
0: Yes, I am, and thank you, Jacqueline. And uh, Derek, I have not read, <clears throat> have not gotten my hands on this novel yet. And I call it a novel as opposed to a comic; it's quite uh, sizable, and I'm sure reads like a novel. Um, and, and you mentioned also that it's been uh, quite a few years in the making. Can you can you take us back to the beginning of of that journey of yours and how it manifested itself? from just an idea to the thought of uh, putting together a novel? Is it something that you just started jotting down, or uh, was it a concerted effort at one point to say, hey, I think I want to write a novel and I have a great topic? How did that that manifest itself?
2: Okay, so, and and David, you know me pretty well, so you can probably guess how it went down, but (laughs) to the audience, so... um, I think it was 1997, and to be honest, guys, I started with a different concept, and you guys know I got, what, like 46 outlines of some of this stuff. You know, crap is crazy. But um, the first thing was this trilogy called Monumental Atlanta, and there was a character in there who happened to be the son of an African-American millionaire who was about to commit suicide. And the Monumental Atlanta story was supposed to be a detective techno horror thriller. You know, I mix a lot of genres together when I throw this stuff on the on the on the uh, on the page. And I started thinking about the young kid and I just so happened to have been watching Superman again. And you know I don't you know again you guys know I, I strive to be a diversity champion, but some of the usual questions came up. I was like, well what if he was black? You know, and people have done that before. So I started thinking about it, but as I started to delve deeper into it, you know, I didn't want it to be just that trite of thing, you know, take a Superman and make him black. They even have a black Superman in the DC multi-universe, and they have a black Superman in the new 52 DC universe, which a lot of comic-head nerds will recognize, and he is an African-American guy, totally different character from Kal-El, and actually he, he fights the Kal-El duplicate, but, you know, again, these black super characters are starting to arrive. But back then in 98, you know, even though there was some out there, in my mind, I didn't see what I wanted to see. So I started jotting down notes from the character that was in Monumental Atlanta. And then I said, well, you know, I want to keep this kid to be this mysterious son of this wealthy benefactor. And I think I want to create a superhero. And that's exactly how it started. And I think in about three weeks, I had thrown down maybe about 180 pages. And they were real rough. I mean, to be quite honest, they were horrible. And I was talking to my my wife girlfriend back then, and she was like, you know, where's all this craziness come from? She was like, it's, it's insane, but it was coming out. It's all coming out. And I stopped and wanted to evolve the character. I wrote, and then I stopped again. And then, to be quite honest, I put him on the shelf. And as you guys know, I started to take a lot of my energy to pursue my my uh, nonfiction writing because you guys know that I'm real big on Uplift. It's well, I think my, God has put me on this earth to do this, and I want to do this through this story. But I was writing the nonfiction, and Champion continued to be there. He just continued to be there over the years, and I kept coming back to it. I'd make a change or two, add a few more pages. And then somewhere around like 2003 or four, I just went ahead and cranked out 580, but no, more like 650. I cranked them all out, and I put it on the shelf. And that's part of my process, too. And folks who asked me how to write and put books together, I shared that with them. So I put it on the shelf, came back, maybe about five months later, edited it down, put it on the shelf again. And then at that point, if I remember correctly, I couldn't get back to it because I had to write an educational primer for a majority student. Then all of a sudden, there was this dude named Barack Obama who came out of nowhere. And I was like, hell, I got to write a book about him. So I went and did that, and I didn't even do that one by myself. Well, a couple of people who said, you should do that. But you guys well know, so that took up time. had to get that published. And then I paused and went back to a couple of other stories. I wrote about a Harry Potter equivalent, and my own Conan is, is a female version came out of that exercise, and the champion came back again. And at that point, I said, okay, let's go ahead and make this thing tight. And I tightened it up. But as you both know, I I am a I got a serious disorder. (laughs) I couldn't stay focused. I was doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Became president of the Atlanta chapter of BDPa. But all throughout, I kept working the story until we are here now. And this is after probably about maybe twelve to thirteen edits. I feel like I got the story about as tight as I could possibly be. The genesis of the character from a Superman or. you know, other super equivalent out of the Marvel Universe, uh, a lot of folks will probably, the comic heads will probably know about a character named Hyperion. Um, he came alive, and I wanted him to be this young child that has the experience that many of us recognize coming from the middle class and can relate to folks in other classes, but has to deal with so much even before he becomes this new being. And that that was a long way to say Dave, but that was pretty much it. Well,
0: that's and, fascinating, and and I'm I'm sure that based on the success of this novel here, I am, can imagine there will be many more to follow. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 it just goes to show just the labor of love. And I like
1: something that you were saying, Derek, is that. Um, champion just kept being there, you know, it's just like maybe waiting his turn, but um, was determined, wasn't going away. And that, that kind of persistence, just kind of feeds, you know, you and knowing this is meant to be. And, and, you know, it being the right time, as they say, the right season, the right place. And um, like I said, we're, we're so excited. And I just want to say to our audience again, champion, this is the launch party or champion, and and correct me, it's Joshua Champion is his name, correct? That's correct. And he's 15 years old. I think I got that right, 15 years old. Yep. And he's a a high school student that finds out that he has superpowers and now has to uh, defend the universe. And what I want our audience to know, although we're talking about it on the radio, if you want to see the visuals, go to the 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 website and uh as we were talking moments before the show literally Derek was hitting the the publish button so literally these, this is the, the first time people are seeing this in a public form but you can go to championisborn.com i'm i'm looking at the page myself right now and the artwork is phenomenal i mean it is um um uh, the, the 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 colors and um, you know we we see the the book cover there itself and then as you scroll through you see some of the um, even now tell me who these other characters behind Champion is we've been spending time on Champion but who are these uh, evil forces
2: that's scary looking <laughs> okay so it's kind of funny um, there's an artist out there who is. In my opinion, an absolute master. And his name is Eric Wilkerson, and I commissioned him to bring my characters to life. I, you know, very imaginative with the word, but bringing them to life took a lot of imagination and skill, too. And he did that so very well. I mean, he brought them out in, like you said, vibrant color, Jacqueline. So if you look at the web page, you see the alien on the left. That's what we call in the realm. And the Norellen is from the Great Majestic Galaxy. They're the good guys. It's just at first we don't know whether they're good or bad. And I feel comfortable telling folks that it's not that much of a big mystery in the book. You'll find it out pretty fast. And the alien on the right is his rendition of the most vile, evil villain I could come up with. And he's a prince with all that mad-looking mouth he's got. His name is Prince Clackoff of this Rajan Galactic Empire. And from our perspective, they are from the Andromeda Galaxy. But in that galaxy, they call their home the Great Majestic. And there's even a couple of jokes in the book by the, the sentients who think that their galaxy shouldn't be that great because they're always fighting. So these two aliens are the main faction in that faraway galaxy, and they are trying to slaughter each other to rule their galaxy and the aliens on the right not only one the ruler the galaxy that they're in, but ours as well, and the rest of the known universe. And they're highly technologically advanced, super science, and all of that. And they actually witness the energy that will become Champion come to life. And basically, to make a long story short, these aliens chase that all the way to our home world. And that is where the convergence occurs. Champion has to face off against... The worst villain that I could possibly imagine that could whip Thanos is behind the um, uh, Lactus. You know, uh, Brainiac. This the, the 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 guy on the right is a beast of epic proportions. He's is the devil incarnate, and he really wants to come to our planet and lay complete and total waste to it. And reading how that unfolds should be a whole ton of fun. I mean, the way I've written it, my whole, my, my, my prayer is that as you guys go from chapter to chapter, you're going to be able to put it down. Just for the one figuring out what this crazy dude is going to do be next, because uh, he he does some pretty sick stuff. <laughs> so those are your aliens.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and my fear for you, uh, Derek, is as soon as people finish this book, they're gonna say, Derek, when's the next book coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it just I mean it just opens up the possibility, and I, I want to read um, the intro that is on your your website because it, it summarizes it so well. It says, um, "From the mind of thinker, writer, innovator, D. S. Brown comes a superhero, science fantasy space opera that combines the best of tradition." With modern culture and diversity, the universe has need of a champion, and young Joshua, an unlikely hero, has been chosen. So I just love that. I, I got to read that one more time. A superhero science fantasy space <laughs> opera. So maybe someday we're even going to see this on stage as a musical. I don't know. I I don't know. Um, you know. <laughs> but um, I I I love that, and I. I love the uh, uh, like I said. If everyone goes to championisborn.com, dot com, you're going to see some phenomenal art because that that was one of my questions. I didn't know if the art came first and then you built the story around it. But he literally you you gave him the characters and he brought them to life in in this artwork. So that's that's really that that's that's a talent I don't have. So I I can't help but to. Um, admire that absolutely but, but i'm gonna I, i'm gonna I, take I a breath and, and david go ahead
0: i was about to say i know that character on the right there i feel like that some warning. the way he looks like <laughs> <laughs> pretty sinister really. uh, it's pretty yeah, good. i pretty think pretty good. i'm gonna have a nightmare tonight
1: <laughs> absolutely the the other thing that is interesting and on the page as you scroll down and, and, and Derek has been uh sharing and leaking these a little bit throughout the uh since the weekend, especially coinciding with um uh Dragon Con that went on here in Atlanta, which was a huge event where a lot of people do what they call costume play or cosplay, um, and they dress as their the various um, different uh characters that you would find in, in science fiction. And uh, so you can see some of those pictures out there on on social media. But, again, if you go to the website, you can see it. But he even made a a three-dimensional model as well. I mean, when you saw that, did that just blow your mind, or is it just me?
2: (laughs) Completely and utterly blown. He sent that thing to me, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? What is that? What, what, What is that? What is that? And he said, "Well, I need to kind of visualize the uh prints and you know three d rendition before I get to the portion of painting the cover and i i was i was sick, I was like, Wow, this is unbelievable he did really- he really did an absolutely amazing job. I was completely blown away yeah i you know you can tell when you look at that stuff that that is if the campaign is successful as we need it to be, then that becomes the model and blueprint for champion figurines. You know, Prince Crack that you might want to have on your desk at work to scare the living daylights out of somebody that when they come in your office. That that's it, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and we may be lucky enough to even have uh the artist uh, join us tonight on the, the show, uh if possible. Uh and, and if he is on the line, he just all he has to do is press 1, and we'll see him in our queue, and we'll be happy to open up uh, his line. and Anyone else who's on the phone uh, or if someone's listening on their computer and also wants to dial in, just dial 714-888-7506 and then press 1. If you want to speak to or talk to to Derek and and find out his thought process, you know, Derek, it's funny. It it may make some people who know you look at you in a different light because they're thinking, if he can dream up characters like this, you know they're a lot deeper than we are. you know we always thought you know <laughs> you were a creative person, you had quite an imagination. But now to see these these characters and the uh, the whole backstory, it just uh, just shows us just how creative you are. But no, but of course, in 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 a good way, and definitely kudos to you for for putting this together. Um. One of the things, just to, to give our audience context, if they're not if they're not online and can't see the pictures, is we're not talking about a ten or twelve page comic book here, uh, even though we're talking about superheroes and villains. Talk about the 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 book and the the um, the depth of this this book here.
2: Talk about and and I, I got to pause real quick, Jack, because I just got a message. Seven one four eight 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 seven five oh six is our number, right?
1: That is correct.
2: Okay. And I wanna make sure that the esteemed artist can join us and he's running into a few difficulties right now. So let's make sure that he can definitely get on and then we will keep it moving.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Seven one four eight 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 seven five oh six is the number. And for our listeners, we're talking with Derek Brown, the author of the new book Champion Is Born. And just uh, here shortly, we were just well, we had everybody go to the website ChampionIsBorn.com and you can see the artwork there. So the next thing we're going to do is try and patch in the artist. So uh, just bear with us as we as we get through that process. But just just very excited about that and. And when uh Derek, when you're you're ready and come back, the other thing I wanted to talk about the, the book and of course people want to know how they can get their hands on the book and, and even, you know, I'm I'm starting to go through a list of questions. You know, what what's your target age group? But you just tell us when you're you're back in and ready for the next line or battery of questions.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm back and um I okay. just shot him a quick message. He was just having some issues there hopefully he'll be be able to get on momentarily. So okay. the uh, getting your hands on the book, and that's critical. So if folks go check out the website, they'll see right now that it's up, and what we're really driving for is 5,000-plus supporters. Is that ambitious? Ridiculously so, especially in a world where everyone is trying to write something, everyone is trying to send something, everyone is trying to promote something, and you catch all kinds of craziness just trying to get five people to follow you. It's, it's a challenge. Um and I understand that, but I'm hoping that with the material that I put out, the message that we're trying to send, and, yes, this is a comic-like character with a novel and hopefully some figurines and action figures and a video short, um, hopefully folks will see that not only is it incredibly compelling, but it's motivational in terms of what folks can aspire to in order to create work as technology is involved in this too. So we need those 5,000-plus supporters, and what does that take us? That takes us to the point where not only can I get this book published and out the door before Christmas, but I can also start the work on the sequel. And when you click the link, you'll see that I've already got outlines laid out for the college. That's 10-plus novels to accompany this first book. And if you do go ahead and support us, I'll continue to search to share of vignettes there T-shirts to accompany the campaign, art cover, soft cover, print by by um, Eric Wilkerson, and hopefully folks will get this. The campaign is really so, not only can we drive the continuation of this work, but be a Dragon Con nature. We were just talking about that, and I've had a vision of a whole bunch of champions walking in the Dragon Con parade, because you don't see anything like that, not from us. You know, where you know, we we want to be able to be out there in number and be motivational and inspiring. So, if you want the book, the book will be available to you by November. If you go to the website, you'll see it's two months to go. We are coming, but the more supporters we get, the faster we can come, and the faster we can start the next bit of work, get the next story out, get that short out, and once that exposure is out there, and we get some more supporting product, then. We can turn this kid into a cartoon. And like I said, there's no limit to where the story can go. There are a host of characters within this story. It's not just Joshua Champion, but what I've got is a whole host of characters coming out of the city of Atlanta. By the time I'm done, when folks look to New York, they either see Metropolis or Marvel's New York, where there's all these crazy superheroes. This is directly to the people of Atlanta. We can do the same thing here. And I've got a ton of ideas and characters to follow in their vein. And you guys know I'm crazy enough just to do it. I got enough energy to get it done, and I want to. But I can't do it without the support. That's the bottom line. Right. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And and I I mean I'm I'm very excited about this. I'm very enthused about it. And and I think it's it's definitely a, a possibility. Um, you know, it, it, we talk about diversity, variety. Um, and, and this is you you've done the the hard work. You've done the labor of love. And clearly um you you set the foundation for great characters, great stories um and thinking and and from the perspective as yourself as a young man, and like I said, we're always talking about getting uh the little boys and girls to to read, and boys in particular let's let's be honest, and so we've got to give them something uh that they can relate to and 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 throw a little hip hop in there and and, uh, you know, throw some of the challenges of being a teenager in there, but then at the same time kind of take them out of the here and now. And that's one of the things about science fiction, and, and I have to use this as kind of a teaching moment, is it's not just, um you know, we talk about it being fantasy, that type of thing, but it's also getting people to stretch their imagination. Don't just get stuck in the here and now. And so much of everything we see about and technology and the innovation, Um, this is what, you know, the the world right now is thriving on. We're in the age of innovation. Um, Things that we are doing today, um, they used to be in science fiction um, movies and shows. I I love every now and then it will come across Twitter where they'll compare things that were in the original Star Trek and Star Wars that today are 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 very real to us, and you know even commonplace. So you know, and then I'm just waiting for the time. And trust me, they're working on that Star Trek transporter. It's gonna happen. But all that to say, <laughs> um, you know, what's fantasy today with the right, you know, you know, kind of open mindedness that anything is possible. These young people will be the people that are creating what's next and what's hot and what's big and, you know, what's going to change and save the world on whether it's a global or just on a a, a local scale. And we've got plenty of problems right here on earth that need to be solved, and we need these young minds thinking outside of the box and thinking innovative and and feeding them this kind of uh, science fiction and science fantasy literature actually can help that. So it's not just, you know, some people – I can remember think of you know comic books uh, just uh, you know even at one time we were trivialized as you know kind of just wasting a kid's time but I I completely disagree that that's that's my opinion but I'll, I'll again I'll give it to to, to Dave In any anything did you get all your questions answered did, did you have more questions for uh, Derek at this time.
0: Well, actually, I'd just like to make a few statements here for our listening audience. Once again, that website is championisborn.com, and you have an opportunity via that website to be a champion as well. I just checked it out, and I'm a champion. I don't know if I'm your first contributor, Derek, but let's – uh, 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 be assured that I did contribute there and I support your uh, uh your endeavor here. So everyone go to that website champion is born, read about young Joshua champion and become a champion yourself. Absolutely outstanding, absolutely. my man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is this is awesome and um and I just want to say if uh, your artist has gotten through the the phone lines and, and probably can hear the show, then just press one and that way we'll be able to open up your line as well to, to kind of talk to us. And, you know, the, the other thing is is that you talked about there's a lot of people writing books and, and have their own uh, initiatives. But, you know, it, it's all about give and take and reciprocation. And um, sometimes it's about the, being the giver. Uh, versus always looking at just what you're doing in and of yourself, and then you'll see that it'll it'll come back around. But I I love what you're doing, and you know our community needs to see more of this and leverage. And you're using a website called Indiegogo. That's I N D I E G O G O, and that in itself is a part of the of social media that um, is allowing. Uh, independent uh, artists and authors like yourself to to raise money and funds. And we hear great success stories. Um, and, and we need to, to help each other. And our community needs to show up and show out and, and support you on this. I, I think that it's awesome. And, it, you know, a donation can be as small as $20 um, on up, but it would be awesome. And, and Derek, we're going to you know we're going to keep uh, track of you, and we're going to keep letting our audience know where you are in your your campaign um This isn't something that is just uh you know th- you're on the show tonight, but we really want to be with you and and help you through this and uh help you in any way we can as far as exposure because it's it's very exciting and it's very unique and like you said, Atlanta is uh becoming what they call what the Hollywood. Of the the South, it's it's you know becoming the hotbed of creativity and the 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 arts and on many levels. So this will be another first here in Atlanta and something that we can claim as our own and our own homeboy, so to speak, is uh, Joshua Joshua Champion. So really really excited about that. Um, explain a little bit more to our audience about the uh, Indiegogo. And I I believe there's different levels uh that, that you talked about. Um and, and again they can just by going to your website, they can click the link that will take them to the uh exact page where they can start making uh contributions. But um can can you um talk about that and then once you've raised the money, uh how does the the, the process uh work from there?
2: Absolutely. So if they go to the website and click the link, they'll go to the Indiegogo campaign, and I place a wealth of information out there, as you as you stated. I talk about, you know, why champion, where champion, how it came out of me, and why I feel it's important. And then, you know, I give them a taste of the novel. And on the right side of the screen, you know, as folks will see on on other platforms like GoFundMe or Kickstarter or whatnot, you can break things down. And on Indiegogo, we call these perks. And they are tied to the levels that folks might want to contribute. And, and folks will see it. I'm trying to get us to a point where we have 5,000-plus supporters. Again, it's our basis. But you get something for your engagement and your support. Not only do you get the book and, and whatnot, but – also, I want folks to think about the the, the goodwill that's generated. And you, you touched on this already, Jacqueline. So before I dive into the breakout, I want to talk about, you know, again, quickly what's happening here in Atlanta and why I feel champion is important and how we talks to stem. The fact of the matter is, is stores going to be filming on, on Pinewood Studios, which is located down below the airport now. There are studios opening up off of uh, Jimmy Carter Boulevard, there's the uh, Atlanta Tech Village in Buckhead and the ecosystem around technology that's being created all over the city there's the opportunity hub in two locations in downtown Atlanta which is actually driven by people of color and you know that brings a taste of ethnicity to engagement this is a whole new ecosystem within the place where we all live here in Atlanta and in my mind, as I jokingly thought about it, the only thing missing is superheroes. A couple of myths and legends tied to it. So if, if we do that and recognize, and, and I take this back to something I was joking with the other day with some folks here, like, if you've you got a lot of money out there you're trying to raise, so you're going to do like a 30-minute cartoon or something like that. And, of course, this ties to steam and, you know, getting educated on what it is talking about, right? Because the fact of the matter is, you can't make a cartoon on $30,000. This going to happen. And I was telling them, if you watch a cartoon on Cartoon Network and wait till the end and look at all those names that go up, the things that we've become inured to ignoring, all those folks not only get paid, but they serve a function. So every person at the end of that has a job, and that job is quite honestly steam and all of that ties into making that cartoon. The suspension of disbelief, the imagination, the creation of superheroes. This is what's going to take place when the Thor said is running next summer, and for some people here in Atlanta now, what's happening on the Captain America Civil War set in the city? Team engagement here in our city, uplift on an incredible scale, are you participating? Are you engaged? So if I can put a product out there that motivates people to come and be more attracted to not only the presentation side of entertainment and the things we know we love to do, you know, rap, go see the game, be in the bleachers, be a consumer. If what I can do is change that to being a prosumer, then that's what this is about, and that's where the campaign starts. And you guys know me well enough to know that I will maximize whatever it is folks decide to give to me. And in the breakdown of the campaign, we've got a couple of levels. We've got Swat's Legend, for those who don't know or do know, you know, something that uh, the Dungeon family outcast in Vittemar made famous on the side of the city where I live, Southwest, Too Strong, Swatch Legends is about people who come from the south side of Atlanta who do great things, you know, and and just to make sure a couple of folks might miss it, but the mayor comes from that side of town too. And if you contribute at that level, then you get a couple of things for it. You get the ebook edition and the knowledge and and understanding that hopefully you help make something great. And then the next thing is the $20 level, and that's the champion level. And, you know, you're supporting the creation of this force of the universe, Bring you something to life. So, you know, at that level, you get the e-book edition, you get the signed paperback edition. We go up to the $30 level, and we talk about being a Ziragin prince. And as I say, the Ziragins are the main antagonists in the story. They're the aliens from the great majestic galaxy, the guy, the, the crazy alien on the right who rings and fares and destroys. He is a Ziragin prince. And if you participate at that level, now we're kicking it up a notch. You get bookmarks, you get a paperback edition, and you get an Eric Wilkinson signed cover print. He's committed to taking this fantastic, mad, crazy artwork and giving it out to people who support the campaign. And I've got to tell you, this right here would look crazy sitting on your wall at home or at work. Go ahead and show it out. But that's what happens at that level. When we move up to the $40 level, and we talk about Emperor of the Great Majestic. And that's in that part of the story, there's a whole mythology and, and legend that I've created around these aliens. And the Emperor is just happens to be the prince's big brother. And he rules over his portion of the Great Galaxy. And if you decide to commit forty dollars for the campaign, you get an e book, a hardcover edition, a bookmark, and a covered print signed by Eric Wilkerson, because Hopefully, one of these things will find their way to every house from coast to coast. At the $50 level, you've got Suprema of the First Fame. Now, again, I decided I wanted to create a whole universe, and that's what this money will help build upon. But at this point, you know, I've got a good start. I've got lexicon, language. I've got characters. I've got other characters from other stories that make introductions here, and the Supremo, the first fame theme, describes a cultural military organization that claims to be the good guy. For the most part, they are, but you know it's always about a, a degrees and supremers or the guys on the other side, the Norellans, the guys with the feathered heads, who lead the military campaign. And over there, you get a paperback edition, a hardcover edition, a bookmark, and a T-shirt. And you get to pick which image you want on your T-shirt: be it champion, Serajin, or Norellan. At the $125 mark, you get the book and you read through it, you'll see that I bring in the aspect of the government and what we would do as human beings when we see all this madness coming our way. And this is called Triumvirate, or TFO. Triumvirate is a special protocol of the executive, and TFO is short for Task Force Omega. Out of Task Force Omega becomes a group of people that are Almost GI Joe like in Inception, are led by this uh, this middle aged African American named uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jared September, and these people are highly secretive. They fight supernatural things for the defense of the United States, and they come up across all kinds of nonsense. And there's a whole backstory for them to in fact, They've got their own book, but they make an introduction here in Champion. And at that level, you get a paperback, a hardcover, a bookmark, a T-shirt, and a signed print. And then we move up to Defender of the Earth at $150, and you get the signed paperback, hardcover, bookmark, a signed print of your choice. And basically, you know, defining at that level, I'm just trying to expand it. Hopefully folks will love what I'm putting together and find value and want to contribute. And at the last level, $300 we define what's called the freezing all universe.